Hi there and thanks for joining us. Well, we are moving through the phases quite quickly in reopening Ireland right now and for the purposes of this podcast, reopening Cork. So let's talk about a retailer that has opened his doors and how he's found that experience. And let's talk to a hairdresser whose phone has been ringing off the hook. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie So reopening Ireland has taken a few different forms at this point. Things that we thought were going to be closed for longer have now been moved to earlier in the process. One of them has come as very welcome news to the grey ends of many people's hair uh, because the hairdressers are now opening on the 29th of June as opposed to the 20th of July. And I'm going to talk about that with Sabrina Hill now in just a minute, who is a hairdresser. But we're also going to speak uh, with Paul Kavanagh of uh, McCarthy Insurance Group. You're both very welcome to the programme. How are you getting on? Very well, thank you. Just a little bit stressed at the moment, but we're all getting there. And Paul, is your stress level, is that okay? It has been crazy for the last week, but um, now that the announcement has basically been made uh, of the return to what I'm describing as normal at normality in some format, uh, I'm, a lo- I'm, I'm a lot better now. Sabrina, Sabrina, I'm going to come to you because your Copper Hair Salon, people will be familiar with it. It's a really funky looking salon there uh, on Half Moon Street. Um, tell us a little bit about what it's been like for you. I'm presuming that your ear is burnt off you with people trying to book themselves in. It's been extremely difficult um, from a couple of different perspectives. Obviously, when we first closed down, I was actually the first salon in the country to announce that we were closing. I think with the scale of the business that I have um, and having such a large team, I think health was priority. And over the course of the couple of months, um, weeks and months where we have been closed, it's been really difficult in the background because we have been dealing with the likes of kind of, I suppose, our landlord issues and everything. And then the thought and the apprehension of reopening was starting to really creep in. And I suppose the last couple of weeks, it became evident that there was going to be some form of announcement made that we were going to be opening up early. But we were looking things from a couple of different perspectives. We were looking at health and safety. And as you just said there, a lot of people really eager to come into the salon and get their hair done. And of course, when we didn't know any information, it was very, very difficult to uh, make any decisions on how we were going to kind of reopen, rebook people in and what kind of way we were going to go. I think people are really eager at this stage, though, to get into us, to get their hair done. No, compared the roots are a disaster. Even I know that. Um, But the practicalities of this, are you going to be fully gowned? Will you have masks on you? Will you have visors? How is it going to work? We still kind of don't know. And, And I think that it's because the whole world doesn't know. And I think we've been following very closely. We've been watching Europe and what they have been doing. And I have been in a very lucky position where McCarthy Insurance Group, who I have been um, a client of for many, many years, actually since I was 17 years of age when I first started driving and it moved on into my business years, um, have been really helpful um, from a health and safety aspect of coming in and advising me. And it just seems that at the moment we're going to be at half capacity working, which is, is, is dreadful really, I suppose, um, and that we are going to have to be gowned up. We're going to have to wear masks, visors, and it's going to be a very, very difficult situation to work because we have to split the team in half 
um, and we're going to be working on shift work, which is going to be really difficult um, with regards kind of keeping everyone healthy and keeping everyone mm. motivated as well getting back to work. One mm-hmm. of the things we have learned, Sabrina, is that there are two types out there, the ones who take it extremely seriously and the ones who are a little bit less serious about it. How, how are you going to try and convince all your customers? Because we know what happened to Joan in Vibes and Scribes around the corner when she told them all to wear a mask. How are you going to convince your customers that the actions that you are taking are, are for their benefit as well as yours i think really is the the way forward is that we're going to have a lot of restrictions put on us and i don't think it's going to be an option in any way like we're going to be having physical contact with people it's not a case of like queuing up outside a store or such as vibes and scribes kind of like walking into a store we're going to be in such close proximity to people we're going to be touching them we're going to be like i know with beauticians as well because we do have beauticians inside in the salon are going to be very very close to people we're going to be in a situation where contamination is possible um, and we will have to wear gowns and clients will have to come in wearing masks. There's no question about it. That's the way it's going to be for every single salon in the country. Yeah. So in other words, like it or lump, but you have to wear a mask. Absolutely. We have no okay. choice. And that's the way it will be. Yeah. Paul, if I can turn to you, um, all of these regulations, it's a real issue for businesses as to how they comply with the rules that are set out. And, and, and where do you even start? Well, I suppose, firstly, uh, we have to congratulate the likes of Falls Ireland in relation to the leisure industry and the Irish Hairdressers Federation uh, in relation to both the hairdressers, barbers and beauty who came came together and and basically put guideline proposals to NEFIT, who are the National Public Health Emergency Team. And those guidelines now... Uh, have now been sent to the government for approval. So until we get the final set of rules and regulations out to us, uh, as Sabrina says, we can't actually say what is expected and what is what we what we're going to have to do. But there are a number of things that we know we're going to have to do. So we're assuming two meters until we're told one meter. Uh, we're assumed that we have to wear gowns, etc. So we've 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 made a number of assumptions at this stage, but there is a list of items that fall into every health and safety uh, set of guidelines, and we have put them together uh, with an outside agency uh, uh, called uh, Assessment COVID nineteen at gmail dot com, and but they have basically they're calling on the the salons and they're saying you're not going to get away with this or you you know what I mean you need to improve this you can't have five seats together you may be able to have one seat you're going to have to have a reception you're probably going to have to take temperature of the person coming in as Sabrina said because the contact with their clients is so special it's so close uh, it's completely different to a shop it's completely different uh, as you know, the pubs, as in the pubs not serving food, uh, are not going to be able to open. So it's it's very similar. Uh, there's going to have to be strict guidelines and we're going to have to ad- adhere to them. And accordingly, we're advising all our salons then as to what they can do to get open safely for okay. their clients and for their employees as well. Paul, are, are you worried that people will be a little free and easy with the rules? That that sure, don't worry about that. Uh, that's that we'll get away with it. Uh, and could there be a possible implication for the for that type of attitude? 
Oh, of course. Uh, I, I was talking earlier. I, you know, we're Irish. We always look, when we get the set of rules, we always look for a way around them immediately. Um, but this is this is serious. And at the end of the day, um, we have to make sure that we're compliant, and we have to make sure that the, the safety of uh, the salon's customers is paramount in all this. As it, and Sabrina has demonstrated that. Uh, so we have to make sure that nothing goes wrong because if it goes wrong, Jonathan, we'll be closed down again. And when I say we, that's our customers. And without our customers, we have nothing. So we, we, we're we advising all our leisure people, all our customers, all our salons. Uh, I think they're talking now as well today about the um, the caravan parks opening, which would be absolutely brilliant for families who want to get back down to Belly Bunyan and Belly Hoig and Crosshaven and everywhere else that they have, Gary Vaux, you know, these people. And when you get back into those areas in your caravan, then the industry in that area, i.e. the local shop, the post office, the, the hair salon, they all will open and they will all thrive and we will get back to some bit of normality. Um, and the last couple of weeks, how difficult has it been for the insurance industry? There's lots of discussions, various different discussions going on about what should be paid out, what shouldn't be paid out, uh, what do you need yeah. going forward? It, 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 no more than any other sector. You, you've had a fairly torrid time, haven't you? We've had a torrid time, but you've got to focus. My focus at the moment is getting the salons open and getting the restaurants that want to open uh, on Monday week uh, to get and getting them open in a safe uh, fashion. That's my main aim at the moment. Everything else is a sideshow. I personally will be petitioning the new minister for insurance, which they're promising, that to get these cases moved forward, we need, uh, we're watching for the FCA, who are the equivalent of our central bank in the UK. There, there is a case coming forward where, uh, on behalf of several insurers, by the FCA against them to say, what is the situation here, lads? Who are we paying? What are we paying? And when can we expect to be paid? That will, that is happening in July, and we expect that to move forward to Ireland because we both operate on a very similar type of common law. So to answer the question again, my focus at the moment is getting businesses open and getting the economy moving again. When we're open, I'm sure Sabrina and all her friends and colleagues will not be thinking about payments and whatever until they'll be so busy getting everything moving to get their businesses moving. I heard one hairdresser tell me today that they're going to be open seven days a week, 12 hours a day. So right. that's, you know what I mean? That's a lot of pent-up demand. Sabrina, that makes me very worried that uh, you're going to be on your feet an awful long time. Well, Jonathan, I think that the reality is is that people don't realise that the type of hair appointment that they had is going to seriously change. It's not going to be the same. I mean, I'm very apprehensive and very worried about the future. When we go back, we've, we're in a position where we've had to split the team in half, um, where one team is going to work 12 hours um, for three days and the other team is going to work for another couple of days for, uh, for three days as well. We're going from a business that was once open five days a week to open six days a week. And I suppose what I really think, um, especially a while ago when you said like that there's two types of people, um, I fall into the category of where I take things very seriously because 
Um, I just want to say that it's all good and well for businesses like the hair industry and uh, hospitality um, to be reopening now. And yes, we do have fantastic support from the government at the moment. And clearly I have fantastic support from uh, McCarthy's insurance group with reopening. But the reality of this is that this pandemic continues and people don't take it seriously and we shut down. Well, the likelihood is that businesses like me will not be able to afford to reopen again. And I have said to all of my team as we reopen, you're coming back to save your jobs. That's the reality of it. And that's why we've had to have um, the likes of um, McCarthy Insurance Group get so involved. And thankfully, they have and supported us in the most the most wonderful way um, in helping us because we don't want to be in this situation again. And I really do think that people need to take that seriously to realise this. Yeah, and we are, you are reopening for good. You're not reopening for a short period. So fingers crossed that that message will come through. Look, Sabrina, we wish you the very best of luck. I mean, again, I apologise in advance for all of the phone calls that you're going to have to field uh, from customers who want to get in and you just don't have space yet. But be patient. Uh, it, it will eventually all come good. And remember, eventually we will get back to normality at some point. But we wish you and the rest of the team at Copper Hair Salon the very best of luck. Sabrina Hill, thank you for joining us. And also Paul Cavada, the Group Managing Director for for McCarthy Insurance Group, MIG.ie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Red Business with McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie. Now, my next guest is somebody who has a business in the heart of Cork City. Uh, Like every other business that had a retail bricks and mortar premises, it had to be closed down because of COVID. But they continue to trade online and they're back open again. And it's my distinct pleasure to welcome welcome Neil Murphy of Con Murphy's Menswear on Patrick Street. Neil, how are you? I'm good, Jonathan. Thank you. It's great to be back open. It was 12 long weeks, but thankfully we're, we're, we're a week open now and it's much better than we anticipated and, and uh, great to be back. What happened on that day when you opened the store? Was there a mad rush through the door or, or was it the case that you just had a steady stream of people coming in as they would have done before? Yeah, it was a steady stream to, to like what we had before, being honest. Um was we were very nervous that morning because uh, like in our 88 year history we've never had anything like that before now you are a particular type of store so you do a lot of tailored suits you do a lot of garments and you have this online presence uh, that, that that is it's plus size clothing.ie plus size clothing ireland.ie what was that what kept you going then uh, was that your only online retail presence when you had to close the building, we have two websites. We one website is conmurphys.com, which is a kind of, it's an extension of our shop window. It 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 shows people uh, what services we have and what brands we have. Um, it there are items of stock on it. Uh, there'd be more core products for people like when they are stuck that they'd ring us up and say it like it might be a navy trouser now or it might be a white shirt and uh, there'd be basic products but but, um, the main business uh, that we do online would be from um, uh, uh, plus size clothing ireland.ie that's a website for that we have for for the last 10 years Uh, it's for um, it's a section of our of our store that we we've had for years, uh, large sizes. So uh, the plus size clothing website is is like a large size um, online shop, 
and that's been very busy because we, like you have the weather change and and everything else that happened during that period and uh people wanted summer stuff and we the shops weren't open so we benefited in that regard yeah and how happy were you that you'd put that investment in whenever you put it in because it meant that you were able to continue to trade through keep some cash coming into the business uh, while you couldn't have the the, the store well, it was very beneficial, but having having a retail business now is all about um, a lot of small parts put, and put together for the big picture. So, um, like um, the big size department is just one of those. Uh, we have contract uh, work which we we do with 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 with, with uh, companies with different clubs uh, that keeps us going in a different time time of the year which is handy i suppose the biggest part of of our business would be the wedding uh the wedding business uh where we do wedding suits for purchase and wedding suits for hire so um that was particularly hit around this time obviously because there's a lot of weddings cancelled so uh, but that's a big part of our business but like the the, the um, the, the wedding, uh, since we closed, we had 28 cancellations of weddings, uh, which was, um, like, I suppose, was to be expected, but it was worse for the people that actually had to cancel the weddings. Yeah, I would imagine, you, Neil, you ended up more as a kind of a marriage counsellor at that point, because people obviously were very upset that the wedding couldn't go ahead. I mean, what, what could you offer them? I mean, did you say, look, we'll be here when you're ready to go again? Uh, do they even have dates now? Is anyone planning with certainty when weddings will happen? Well, that's that's the thing. We offered a full refund to everyone, uh, like all 28 people. Um, I think there was two people, there was two couples had paid in full. We offered them a full refund and we offered the other 26, um, they had deposits paid and we offered refunded deposits and all 28, which is fantastic, all 28 people, uh, our couples said that they'd leave the, 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 um, the booking in place and they'd come back with the new dates. But like with the uncertainty, um, most of those dates are next year now. So, um, but we have to work with people. And, and as you say, it's, it's, it was very difficult dealing with them because, as you know, with most weddings, they take two or three years to, um, to organise and all of a sudden then you're, you're, you're hit with this virus and, and decisions have to be made. I mean, it is very difficult. I have to say, I'm looking at your website now. Uh, wedding suits have changed a lot since my day. There's one bow tie there now that's almost as big as his head. Uh, is, has the style changed a lot over the years? It has. There's no question about it. That the, um, the slim look is in now, uh, but uh, inclined to go a small little bit more easy in in in, in terms of fitting in the last in the last year. Uh, but still, the slim look is in. Um, uh, I suppose the narrow lapel and the the big bow then is is a kind of um, um, a throwback to the to the the sixties. So that kind of London look is starting to creep in now, and uh, so we have to we have to. It wouldn't be we'd still um, uh, sell and hire the the smaller bow, but we have to show what what the what the fashion people are are, are showing us. Look, you're 88 years in business um, and, and you've weathered previous storms. I mean, by the sounds of it, your business is in good shape and is going to be able to weather this one. Yeah, it, like it, like your, we might have the, 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 you know, the experience, the expertise and all that, but you're only as good as your last day and you have to keep 
you, you know, you have to keep looking forward. You have to keep working hard. We have to work harder now than we ever had because, uh, like we, th- there is like the, there's um, uh, there's a tourist. The tourist industry is 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 probably non-existent this year. It's a write-off, so we won't have the tours. We won't have the wedding um, uh, business, which I, I I said earlier. But uh, we just have to work harder with what we have, and we're lucky that we have we have so many other things that we can turn to, uh, like the casual end of it. Um, we have some very good brands. They're working very well for us uh, our suppliers were working very closely with them uh, particularly the Irish suppliers um, like McGee Clothing in, in Donegal Benetti Clothing in, in Longford um, like we're, we're, they're two names that we've worked very closely with and they're very understanding because it's difficult times the German suppliers now are not um, they've adopted the kind of an attitude where maybe they're afraid of the Irish industry, maybe, and they're not supplying. It's very tough trading the conditions that they've implemented. But mm. we'll get by, like everyone else. We we just have to get through it. A tough six months, but you know, please God, come Christmas time, we'll be looking back and saying that was tough, but we got through it. Can I ask you, Neil, what, what's the mood like on Patrick Street? I mean, your city centre there. Uh, we are emerging from the longest closure. Uh, in retail, uh, apart from maybe the time that Cork City was burnt to the ground and that part of town was particularly badly affected, we've never had it uh, in modern times where retail has had to close for so long. What's the mood like there amongst the retailers now? I mean, is there a, is there a bit more optimism than there was even, even two weeks ago? Uh, there is. There's no question about it. Each day it's getting busier. There's more shops opening. Like you had the opening of Pennies in the last couple of days, you have Brown Thomas. Uh, with each day, with each shop opening, it gets busier. More people, more footfall, more traffic flow. Like it is great that the city council are working with us, the, the free parking, so people can come in. And you know, there's no restriction on them, so you can you can relax. And you know, when the restaurants and coffee shops and the bars open, it'll be better again. But uh, it's all just part of um, a slow process of getting the wheel back on the road, and and it's it's going to be difficult. There's no question about it. But you know, we're here to do business. We're open. Uh, we started with a sale. We're very happy with the first uh, week of business. So. It's we have to be remain positive and thankfully the business is much better than we were fearing that thankfully it's much better than we anticipated. Well, Neil, here's hoping it stays that way for you. The website is conmurphys.com. Neil Murphy of Con Murphy's Menswear on Patrick Street there and proudly there for the last 88 years. Thank you so much for joining us on Red Business. Thanks, Jonathan. My thanks to all of my guests, as always. Don't forget, you can subscribe to Red Business wherever you get your podcasts, and they're all available on redextra.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie.